You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 337. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, everyone. We have an oldie but goodie today. This is the time of year where I know everybody is so busy with the holidays, crazy schedules, and you probably don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. So I like to bring back a couple favorites. I like to do the best of. So this podcast episode is going to be the best of 2023, meaning this was the most listened to episode of the entire year. Are you ready for which one it was? Of course, I could have probably guessed. It was the episode called The Easy Way to Lose Weight. Now, even if you heard it once before, this one was from the beginning of the year, so it might help you actually get on track for the new year. So it's an oldie, it's a goodie, it's the best of 2023. Please enjoy this week's podcast episode. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Health Harvard Letter, it's from Harvard itself, they are talking about using strength training to help ward off chronic disease. Now everyone, we talk all the time about how exercise is so important and also about how strength training is so important. But this article caught me, or I should say it caught my eye because I mean, strength training to actually ward off chronic disease, like how fabulous is that? I wanted to understand what exactly strength training was doing in order to have that impact on your body. Well, this is what it said. It says that strength training is well known for creating stronger muscles, bones, and the benefits don't stop there. A review of studies published online in February 2022 by the British Journal of Sports Medicine found that strength training is associated with a 10 to 17% lower risk of premature death from all causes, including disease, diabetes, and cancer. It's the latest of many studies to show a connection between strength training and good health. So what I wanted to know is what is the link? Well, they say that strength training triggers many body reactions that protect us against chronic disease. For example, strength training helps reduce blood sugar. Did you know that muscles help the body store blood sugar and strength training makes them better at it? And that reduces the amount of sugar floating around in our bloodstream and that will lower the risk for diabetes and heart disease. Strength training also lowers blood pressure. When you increase muscle mass, it means that there are going to be more blood vessels or pathways for blood to flow through and that takes pressure off the cardiovascular system. High blood pressure is a major risk for heart disease, and so why wouldn't we want to get our blood pressure down by adding a little more muscle? Strength training also burns calories, and the reason that is is because muscles burn calories 24 hours a day. The more muscle you have, they say the more calories you use, and this helps reduce fat and controls weight. Obesity is definitely a risk factor for heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Well, did you know that strength training also discourages chronic inflammation? That's right. Strength training helps reduce certain fat cells, which put out signals to the body that increase inflammation. That's super important, team, because the more inflammation that you have in your body, 
that is going to lead to illness over time. And so again, if strength training is gonna help reduce that chronic inflammation, it's a great reason to start adding it to your routine. But then there's that question about how much strength training should you actually do? How much is actually necessary? Well, this 2022 review suggests that 30 to 60 minutes of weekly strength training leads to the highest amount of benefits. And that's in line with the recommendations from the current physical activity guidelines for Americans. If you work all major muscle groups, it should take about 30 minutes. So do 30 minutes twice a week, according to Dr. Phillips. You can also just do 10 minute sessions six days per week, uh, like you could do it after a daily walk, they say. Don't worry if you're not at that level yet and if you feel like 30 minutes is just too much, you don't have to worry because there are still benefits of starting slow and then gently and slowly, incrementally adding more each week. You gotta get started somewhere. So don't be overwhelmed if 30 minutes twice a week sounds like a lot for you. You can definitely start small and work your way up. Now people ask me all the time, They say, you've got a ton of muscle. Like, how do you do it? Do you lift every day? I do not lift every day. And you might even enjoy knowing, I don't know why, but I don't even like to strength train. (laughs) It is my least favorite of all the workouts. But I strength train full body two times a week with free weights. And so my full body workout is anywhere from 30 minutes to one hour with free weights. And then one day a week, I like to do body weight only. And that's typically some type of yoga class because yoga is definitely strength work with your body weight. And so that's what I do. And I only tell you that because people ask me all the time. And that is in line is a little more than in line with what they're saying you need to do. You don't even need to do that much. So you can feel good about the fact if you are lifting, you know, maybe 20 minutes, three times a week, you're still going to hit that goal. And if that means that we can ward off chronic diseases or more likely to, that percent is going to increase because we're strength training, then that is fabulous because that at the end of the day is what we want to do, right? We want to ward off illness. We want to age. We want to age gracefully. We want to feel good. We want to be moving in our old age as well, right? So add a little bit of strength training if you're not already and don't by any means think that it has to be some kind of incredibly intense strength training. By no means does it have to be CrossFit, okay? It can be something more basic. It can be body weight some days. It can be free weight some days. It can be barbell some days. But strength training is essential for your overall health. Now, I know you're hanging on because what you really want to know is what Kim Eagle thinks is the easiest way to lose weight because I do think there's an easier way. And what most people are trying to do this time of year is the hard way. And the reason they're trying to do it is because they're trying to get results very fast. And so that's why some of these fad diets always look super appealing because your neighbor probably just lost 10 pounds the first week of their whatever diet. And now you're like, I got to do that too. It's like we always have fear of missing out with that neighbor, right? They're going to lose more weight than us (laughs) and we just can't have it. They will put all that weight back on and more. Fad diets, any diet where you're basically starving yourself of actual calories or nutrients, it's much harder than just 
doing the things that I'm going to tell you to do. And what, the reason that it's harder is because you can't sustain it. You can't sustain too few of calories. Like that's starving and your body over time is going to win and it's going to make you binge eat to get a ton of calories back in because you were starving it. It's also not okay to just stop eating carbohydrates. It is a necessary macronutrient. You need to eat healthy carbohydrates, but to take all carbohydrates out, that is doing your body a huge disservice and it is not sustainable. Now, one thing that I thought about as I was working on um, my notes for this podcast, I was thinking about back in the day when I used to go to my grandmother's house, both my grandmas, I was thinking like back then, I do not think that obesity was such a thing. It wasn't such a big thing as it is today. I don't recall there being as many obese people back in the day as there are today. And I was wondering, well, what is it about today that's so different than when I used to go and visit my grandmothers? And definitely a few things came to mind for sure. The first thing is, I think the fast food options that there are today, they were not around back in those days. They had very few fast food options. People were not going to Chick-fil-A three to five times a week back then. My grandma never took me to Chick-fil-A, people. (laughs) She never even took me to McDonald's, all right? But they didn't have so many fast food options, and that's definitely become a thing, especially in our country. How fast can you get the food? How cheap can you get the food? And, you know, is it easy to grab? But those fast food options are definitely making it hard for people to lose weight. Another thing about back in the day for my grandmothers is they didn't have half the chemicals in their food that we have today. The chemicals in our foods today are not only killing us, in my opinion, but they are definitely killing your weight loss. And this is why. If you're someone who's eating a lot of sugar-free food and you're thinking, well, there's no sugar in it, so I can drink that soda. It has no sugar in it. Oh, and that pie, it's sugar-free, so I can have that too. And no. Sugar-free simply means they added artificial sweeteners, and those are chemicals. And your body does not know how to react to those types of chemicals. It does know how to react to sugar, but it doesn't know how to react to all the chemicals that we have started putting in our foods. Now, why did we start putting all these chemicals in our foods? Well, we want them to sit on the shelf for as long as possible. We want them to have all these incredible colors so that people wanna eat them and kids wanna eat them. We want things to taste sweeter. We want to tell people that it's healthier because it's gluten-free or sugar-free or fat-free. But in order for it to be free of all those things, we have to add chemicals to it to make it have the right texture, to make it taste good. But the reality is our body doesn't know what to do when it eats those foods. So if you are someone who eats a lot of sugar-free foods but always craves sugar, or you eat a lot of sugar-free food and are constantly craving carbohydrates, it's because every time you eat those foods, your body does not register it. And so it still wants something sweet. And it still wants carbohydrates and sugar. And so that is never going to help you get to where you want to be. And as soon as we can eat less chemicals, it's going to help you lose weight. You want to know another thing that my grandmothers never had? They didn't have a Starbucks on every corner. And I honestly think that Starbucks is one of the reasons that people are gaining weight today. Now, people are starting to see Starbucks, in my opinion, as healthy drive-through food. 
That's how I see it. It's, they think it costs more, it's gonna be better made, and so it's okay to eat Starbucks breakfasts five days a week. <sighs> All right, everybody. Yes, Starbucks is probably better than McDonald's, but it is not better than the home-cooked breakfast that you can make for a lot less money, a lot less sodium, a lot less calories, a lot less fat, all that, okay? It's still basically a fast food option. I consider it a gourmet fast food option. I do not consider it a good option for you very often. So if you're frequenting that Starbucks for your breakfast or for your lunch, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not helping you. My grandma didn't have it and they didn't have a lot of problems back then with being overweight. Now I'm not saying everybody back then was didn't have a problem with weight. I'm just saying, I don't think back then that it was as much an issue as it is today. Not to mention, I don't think there was as much an obsession about weight and weight loss back then. Another thing that they did not have in my grandma's day was pre-made meals. You wanna know why? Because our grandmothers, mostly grandmothers, I hate to say it, I'm not trying to be sexist, but it was mostly the grandmothers. They cooked all their meals from home. They cooked their meals from home, all of them. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Not to mention half of them went out into the garden to get their blueberries and their raspberries to put in your pancakes. They didn't get a pancake mix that was loaded with artificial sweeteners to make it taste sweeter and maybe even give it a color. <laughs> they actually used real food way more than we do today. And so all of these things, and there's so many more, like I, I, I honestly, that list could go on and on, but that wasn't the topic today, so I don't wanna go too much more into it. But what I was getting at was that, you know, back in the day, they didn't have these things and they didn't have as many issues with weight gain. And so what can we do today to sort of be more like the old days? Because I actually think it was a much simpler time and way more simple way of eating, right? So we all wanna lose weight. We all, I shouldn't say that, not everybody wants to lose weight, but a lot of people wanna lose weight and they wanna do it in the easiest way possible, or at least they should wanna do it in the easiest way possible because the easy way means you can sustain it. And if the fad diet is so difficult and so extreme that you cannot sustain it, then what is the point of doing it? You've done it a million times. We all did it. I did it too. I did the cabbage soup diet. I lost like eight pounds in four days. And then I put it all back on and then some. It taught me nothing about nutrition and I couldn't keep going. So what was the point of doing it? And if you are someone whose weight goes up and down and up and down all the time, it's very hard on your body. You do not want your weight to go up and down and up and down in these big increments, which is tends to be what happens with fad diets because it is so hard on your system. And eventually you're just killing your metabolism over and over and you're gonna make it so much harder to lose weight. So what can I tell you about losing weight in the most simple way possible? Well, if you really wanna lose weight, and right now you're like, okay, the last diet last week did not work. <laughs> what can I do? Well, I challenge you to do this for 10 days if you really and truly want to lose weight. And I think this is pretty easy personally. Just don't eat out for 10 days. Could you simply make all of your own meals for 10 days? If you did that alone, I think you would be shocked 
at how much weight that you would lose. And I mean, you can just make what you enjoy. Now, of course, if you're gonna eat burgers and fries, and if you're just gonna um, heat up frozen pizzas and, you know, no. Well, then you're probably not gonna lose as much weight. You still probably will lose weight though, in my opinion, if you just eat 100% of your meals from home. But I'm talking about making your meals. So not heating a frozen pizza that's already a prepped meal, but actually like, making some turkey meatballs with some pasta and some roasted cauliflower. Like, that's a meal. It's simple. It doesn't have to be a complex recipe. I'm talking about you eating from home and cooking it yourself. Because what happens when you do that is you will take in less calories. Because here's a simple reality. When you eat out, you eat a lot more calories. The serving size, the portions, they're huge. And when you eat home, you're probably not going to have as big a portion. Or you can at least control that portion. Now, I don't know about you, but if I sit down to a Mexican food restaurant and whatever's on the plate is served to me, I'm going to eat the whole plate. But if I had made it myself, I probably wouldn't fill the whole plate with that much food. And therefore, I will eat less. Another thing, when you eat out, you are more likely going to have a cocktail. But if you eat home, hopefully you can sustain from doing that right now because you just committed to 10 days of trying to lose some weight in the most simple way possible, right? If you eat out, you're going to have more sodium in your food, more fat, as I said, more calories. And guess what? You're less likely to eat a vegetable because I don't know about you, but I never went to a Mexican restaurant and ordered a side of broccoli. I keep saying Mexican food because that is my number one favorite to go out to. If I'm going to go out to eat, I usually go for Mexican food. But again, honestly, you're less likely to order your vegetables when you go to the pizza place as well, right? But you might make the vegetables at home because it'll be more on your mind. So I'm going to say if you stop eating out, that would be the simplest thing you could ever do and just eat home for 10 days. Get on the scale on day one, get on the scale on day 10, and let me know how that goes because I think you are going to surprise yourself. All those Starbucks breakfasts that you're eating, all the fast food that you went through at night because your kids had sports and you didn't have time, blah, blah, blah. I know it. I hear it. I've been there. But I also have lived it in that I had to do the whole sports thing too and I prepped what I needed to prep ahead of time so that there was still dinner at home made by me, not by Chick-fil-A, okay? I'm only telling you this because I know you want to lose weight and this is the easiest way to do it. The next thing, if I were you for 10 days, the simplest thing you can do if you want to be extreme, instead of giving up carbohydrates, instead of giving up calories, how about you give up alcohol? Just give it up for 10 days. That is super simple and super easy. If you want to remove something from your diet, that's what it should be. And I have to say, lately I'm a little, I, I hate to say this word, but I am a little appalled by how much drinking I am seeing going on out there. I see a lot of friends and family and people who are like constantly posting all the wine that they're drinking, all the cocktails. Now, of course, it was the holiday season, so I give you that. There was a little more celebrating going on. That's totally fine. But if you are someone who has sort of fallen into the, I'm going to have one glass of wine, two glass of wine. Actually, I'm going to have three, and it's a Monday night. If that's starting to happen to you daily, I want you to ask yourself, is it time to just give up alcohol right now so that you can see how you feel without it. When you drink too much, it impacts your sleep. 
When your sleep is impacted, it impacts your weight loss and just your overall sense of well-being. If you don't sleep well, no energy the next day. If you don't sleep well, you are more likely to crave carbohydrates. All of these things make it much harder to lose weight, right? So if you wanna do something drastic, stop drinking alcohol, stop going out to eat for 10 days. It's very simple, see what happens. Then probably the only other thing I would say that you could get rid of if you really wanted to be extreme would be sweet treats in the house. And I say in the house because here's the reality. If it's in the house, you're probably gonna eat it if you start to crave it. People think I have this incredible willpower that like I just can avoid sweets and I don't eat them. If there are Twizzlers or Red Vines, as people know, that used to be my fave. Uh, if they're in the house, I'll eat it. End of story. If I get that little inkling at night after dinner that I want something sweet and I know there is that candy sitting in my cabinet, I will eat it and so will you. So just don't have it in the house. So I don't keep those kind of sweet treats in the house, at least not if I'm trying to watch my weight. Um, and I just find it, why even have the temptation there? But I say in the house because I think you should still be able to enjoy. So if you wanna go out on the weekend and have a frozen yogurt or an ice cream or a cookie, like have it when you're out, but just don't keep it in the house because that is when the trouble begins. Now, those are the things I'm telling you sort of not to do. And in my opinion, simple things not to do. I'm not telling you to follow a meal plan. I'm not telling you to follow a certain amount of calories. I'm not telling you to starve yourself even. I'm just telling you those three things. If you did that for 10 days, you'd be amazed at what the scale says. But what should you add? Because I don't want it to just be about weight loss. I also want it to be about being healthy and feeling good. And so the best way that you can do that simply is I call it plating it out. For your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I want you to do something that I call plate it out. It's look at your plate and see, do you have a healthy carbohydrate, a protein, a healthy fat, and a vegetable? That's how you're gonna plate out three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I did say breakfast. I didn't say eat breakfast at noon. I didn't say eat breakfast six hours after you wake up. I personally recommend you eat breakfast within 30 minutes of waking up before your workout if you want a super fast metabolism. That's all in another podcast. Look up breakfast. <laughs> Plate it out so that I know that you're getting a healthy, balanced meal. Now, what does that look like? Well, say for dinner, I need a healthy carb, sweet potato, super easy healthy carb and delicious. Protein, grilled chicken, healthy fat. Maybe I put a little cheese on top of that. Maybe I cooked it in olive oil. Either one of those is a great healthy fat. I'm gonna put some um, roasted cauliflower on the side, roasted broccoli maybe as well. There's my vegetable. That is a balanced meal. I didn't even need a fancy recipe, a sauce. I didn't have to look it up. You could make all of that so simply and you've plated it out, right? Not very hard. What about for breakfast? A healthy carbohydrate? It could even be a piece of whole grain toast. All those whole grains help increase your fiber for the day. Your protein could be your egg, your healthy fat, how about some avocado, and then throw a little spinach on that as well. You've plated it out for breakfast. Simple meal, very balanced. A great way to make sure that you're feeling full and getting in what your body needs for nutrients and calories. Now, the next thing I recommend is you cook for yourself. Now you might be thinking, well, you already told me I can't eat out. So isn't that obvious then that I'm cooking for myself? Well, 
as long as you don't rely on those pre-made meals that you order and they're delivered and then you cook it yourself, but you maybe didn't get all those ingredients yourself, some of those are fine, some of those pre-made meals, but some of them are not. Some of them don't even include all the information in the nutrition, like the sodium and the fiber and the sugar. And those are actually important things that you would want to know. Um, I personally think get these things on your own if you can. You're gonna save a ton of money. You're gonna know much more what you're eating. A lot of those pre-made meals, they're super, super small portions. Like I look at some of those and I'm like, I would be starving if that was my dinner. And I feel like they do that because they put so much stuff in them to make them taste good that in order for the calories not to be off the charts, they have to make it a super small size. That's what I think personally. If those meals work for you and you feel great and you're not gaining weight and you're able to make sure that you've got all the nutrition in, I guess it's fine for you, but I would say try for 10 days not to depend on the pre-made meals and cook for yourself and go buy your own ingredients if you can, all right? Cooking for yourself does mean you do not get the Starbucks breakfast, right? Right, (laughs) I just have to say it, to say it out loud. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to move your body every day. So instead of thinking I have to do CrossFit and I have to sign up for a half marathon and these are the only ways I'm ever gonna lose weight, that's so not true. All you have to do is move your body You need to move your body every day. Now, if you're someone who works out a lot, then I ask you to take one full day off exercise. But if you're not someone who works out a lot and this is like overwhelming to you and you can never get in those workouts, what about a 30 minute walk each day right now? Start with that. And then of course you're gonna add two days of strength training, but it could be 20 minutes full body. It could be something simple. And if you don't have those workouts, guess what? I have those workouts for you. If you want, I have all those videos. I have 10 minute body weight videos. I have 20 minute full body strength videos. There are ways for you to get the strength training in if you don't know what you're doing. If that you need, I for sure have it. Come to me, kimitterinthatbody.com, and I will tell you what video program to get. But the point is you have to move your body every day because that is important. It is important for movement, to move our body, to be able to move our joints, to stay flexible, to work on our cardiovascular system as well. All of that is important, not just so that you will be walking by the time you're 80 and 90 and still be able to touch your toes and get into an Asian squat, but also so that you can help with your weight loss by burning these extra calories. So moving your body is super important. And then if I had to pick one more thing that I really want you to do is I want you to add five minutes of what I call de-stress time. Now I used to say, oh, you should meditate for five minutes every day and then because it'll help you de-stress. And I, but the thing is, even I would get on these meditation uh, streaks and then it would stop because I I wouldn't find the time or just didn't always work for me or I went through all those meditations and I didn't wanna pay for more. A million and one reasons and excuses that even I came up with. So now I call it de-stress time. It doesn't have to be a meditation. Right now what I do is I do a lot of breathing work when I go to bed. So the lights go out, I put my hands on my stomach and I work on belly breathing for like one to two minutes. And I consciously clear my mind and fill my belly with air and release. And of course that is sort of a form of meditation, but instead of like committing to five minutes before I work every day, which stressed me out because I actually start work right when I get up every day. And that doesn't stress me out. If it stresses you out, it's not de-stressing you, (laughs) right? But I don't care what you do to de-stress. 
We have an incredible amount of stress in our lives right now. I don't know what it is, but again, when I think back to my grandmother's time, I don't think they had half the level of stress that we have today. So I don't care if you take a hot bath after work every night. I don't care if you do belly breathing before bed. I don't care if you do meditation. I don't care if you walk in nature for five minutes a day just to clear your mind, but I do think you should focus for five minutes every day or even two minutes every day on something to de-stress. Because overall, if we get those stress levels down, we won't release so much cortisol in our body. That'll make weight loss a lot easier. Now, my guess is if you stopped eating out for 10 days, you would see a significant drop in the scale. And then if you added no alcohol on top of that, you would see an even, an even bigger drop on the scale. And then if you took all the sweets out of the house, you would see an even bigger drop on the scale. Add a balanced meal with vegetables, cook it yourself. Now not only are you losing weight, but you're feeling amazing because you're actually working on your overall health, right? You're moving your body. If you do some de-stressing every day, I mean, you're not gonna be bloated anymore. You're not gonna be cranky anymore. You're not gonna be lethargic anymore. You're actually going to feel good every day. To me, that is so much more important than just losing weight. And I think that these are simple ways to lose weight. I think losing weight the easy way is simply not eating out so much, not drinking so much alcohol, right? Not eating so much sugar. Should you, can you live that way? Like I'm saying, do it for 10 days and see what the scale says because I think you're gonna be amazed. And then ease back where you do these things a little bit. This is how I live my life. I preach it every day because it works. I eat super healthy Monday to Friday and then Saturday and Sunday I eat out. I have dessert. I do what I want. I don't have a cheat day. Like I don't go all out and like, oh, I had a, you know, a huge omelet and I went out and I had all these pancakes and then we went for cheeseburgers and at night we had pizza. I don't do a binge cheat day. I just eat what I want on those days. I get the Mexican food. I have the ice cream. I just don't do it during the week. And it's simple and it's easy to sustain, for me at least. And especially post-holidays, like we're back on track. We're back on schedule. You can do these things if it's important to you. And these simple changes without starvation, like all those fad diets, the simple changes without starvation, it's everything because you're going to be able to sustain it. So yeah, your neighbor lost 10 pounds last week, but she's going to put on 20 within the month and you're going to lose one to two pounds every single week potentially from doing this and that's going to stay off maybe forever and you're going to feel good. Like she's starving over there. (laughs) That poor neighbor, I tell you. Anyway, simple changes are always going to be the way to go. Now, one thing I want to bring up, because sometimes people say to me, well, you ask your clients to log food, and that's not simple. So here's my feeling on food logging. It actually is simple. It's just that it's tedious. I think that that, that it's better to say that. It's It's tedious because when you first start inputting food, it kind of takes a while. I always tell my clients, the first week is the hardest, but you generally are gonna eat a lot of the same foods, a lot of the same recipes. So once you input them into some kind of food log, then it's just the click of the button, and then it is not really so difficult after all. The reason why I really like my clients to log food 
is because making adjustments to food is a lot easier if you can see exactly what you're eating. So I not only need to see exactly what the client is eating if they're trying to lose weight, but they need to see exactly what they're eating. Because if I told you how many times a client has come to me and said, I know I eat enough. I know I get enough protein. I know I get enough fiber. And then they food log and they go, oh, I really wasn't eating that much. Oh, that spinach really isn't full of protein. Like I thought that was enough. It's not, it's not what you think. And you won't know until you food log and have someone like a coach look at it to tell you what you need to change. Sometimes it's such a simple fix for my clients. I'm like, okay, this is what you're doing. Okay, if you shift A, B, and C, that's gonna be the ticket for you. Like, let's see how that works. And so food logging, yes, it's tedious. It's not that it's hard, it's tedious in the beginning, but you will learn so much from it that it's absolutely worth it. And if you do it for a period of time, then you start to see what foods work, what foods don't, when you can add this one, when you shouldn't add this one. And over time, it starts becoming like a habit. So even though it's a little tedious, I don't wanna call it hard, it's a little tedious at first, it is well worth putting in that extra effort. But by no means should you be starving yourself or trying to keep the calories super low or trying to keep the carbohydrates super low when you're food logging. That's not the goal of the food logging. So that's something just to, to make note of as well. At the end of the day, eating a balanced diet and making it a lifestyle is always gonna be the easiest way to lose weight because it's the only way to lose weight that you can sustain. And if you're constantly on that diet train, that means you're not sustaining it and that diet is not working for you. All right, everyone. So if you have any questions, if you need help, if you need some strength training videos, what I always tell my friends and family and people who email me and message me on Instagram, email me your goals. Kim at earnthatbody.com. Say, these are my goals. I'm trying to gain muscle. I'm trying to lose weight. And then let me look at what programs I have that would match your goals so that we can set you up for the rest of the year to have some accountability and to do this the right way. But otherwise, if you're like, no, I don't want to do that right now, try these things for 10 days. Report back to me, Kim at earnthatbody.com. Let me know how it goes because honestly, this is the most simple way to lose weight. And there you have it. The Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.